Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 100th official episode of the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the season 10 finale. It is the finale of the Pro Cheerleading Podcast as a whole. Um, This is something that's been a long time coming, something that I've been dreading ever so slightly, (laughs) but it's time. And Man, I had to dust off the cobwebs on my microphone because it's been so long since I've done a solo episode. I don't think I've done one actually all season long. There have been so many amazing guests this season that I haven't had one all by myself. And I actually really, really wanted to end the podcast with my bestie, Brittany, who I started this journey with. But she is due any day now with her baby boy. We had her baby shower over the weekend, and I didn't want to trouble her with that, but I hope you guys can sit back and relax with me as I kind of walk down memory lane a little bit and just share my kind of like, you know, my love letter to the pro cheer and dance industry. I mean, I've been seriously reflecting over the pretty much since the season started, knowing that it was going to be my last season. And I definitely have a lot of thoughts and reflections to share and just my hopes for the future. And so it's going to be a sappy one, you guys. I hope I don't end up crying and all all of that, but... I'm also asking that you just bear with me because I unfortunately got COVID um, a couple weeks ago and I just feel like I'm so winded when it comes to talking. It's ridiculous. So if I sound hella weird or extra strained, it's just because whatever, the Rona freaking got me all. But anyway, let's get into it because I want to just share all of my thoughts that I've been writing down and capturing and we'll just go for a little ride as we enjoy this last episode. So I had thought about uh, trying to go back and listen to all of season one again, uh, just to kind of go back and remember what Brittany and I were thinking, how we started this whole journey together, the types of issues that were going on. And I didn't get through all of the episodes, but it was hilarious for everybody who has been around listening to all 112 episodes. Bless your heart. It was so rough in the beginning and it's kind of funny listening back. But, you know, that was 2018 in October and it's almost four years later. And as I was thinking, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that's gone down over these past four years. And I think it's important to just kind of reflect on what those things have been because it's just been so many changes in our world as a whole, our society, and also in the pro cheer and dance community. I mean, the whole podcast started really because there were so many different news articles coming out about NFL cheerleaders at the time. And Brittany and I really just wanted to have a space where we could talk about the issues freely not be misquoted by reporters who just wanted a nasty headline. And so that's really where this kind of started. But, you know, when the podcast launched, we had our first male dancers in the NFL with Jesse from the Saints, uh, Quentin Napoleon from the Rams. And so 
if you look around you now, both in the NFL and the NBA, I mean, it is such a vast difference. It was so huge to have our third episode be about the guys that joined the NFL um, as dancers. And when I think about just the makeup of co-ed teams, both in the NFL and NBA today, I mean, we have made a lot of progress and changes in programs. So that's just one of the things that I thought about. You know, then we had NBA dance teams eliminated that just kind of started off this domino effect or they were shifted to co-ed teams and we saw the same thing happening in the NFL. You know, we went through 2020 together, you know, with goodness, Black Lives Matter movement, the Stop Asian Hate movement from the AAPI community. We had this dang on pandemic with the Rona that shut down sports, shut down our world in a lot of ways and changed things forever with masks. And of course, it is still not over. You know, we've had political upheaval with, you know, two different presidents in office over the period of time, had a freaking insurrection. You know, we've been through some things, okay? Now, when we look at our space, you know, we have our first trans cheerleader in the NFL. We've had some major programs go through a lot of different changes. And, you know, unfortunately, I'll just say for the NFL, at least, there's still different scandals that have not been resolved that are still going on um, in the treatment of women, both by NFL executives as well as their players. But it's just been a long behind journey. And when I think about, again, how our world has changed and how it's impacted the pro chair and dance space, I mean, there's been a lot to cover. So there's no wonder that there's 112 freaking episodes. It's been a lot. And you know, I didn't want to kind of reflect only on the negative. Obviously, this is just me thinking through what we've been through together as a community. And thankfully, social media has made us all a lot more connected to each other, I feel. And this community through the podcast has just been something that's been keeping me going over the past four years. You guys have just been really inspiring because if you think about what you've been through, it's it's a lot. And I think Overall, just thinking about the world that we live in today and all of the different things that are happening, the rights that are being taken away left and right. I mean, we all have a role to play. And I'll say you guys who are still in uniform, you have a role to play, I think, in preserving our community and being a light in a very, very dark place. Like you guys have a presence that brings joy to so many people through sports, um, through entertainment, through community activities. And so I just wanted to kind of reflect and say, please just take advantage of that opportunity to reach someone on a personal level and connect with them. You know, you might be creating bridges that you don't even know, and you could be touching somebody in a way that you can't even imagine. So with all the craziness that's been going on, I think the role that you all play in being ambassadors and being just such wonderful freaking people, like you guys are quality individuals such good people. And I just think you give me hope for this freaking crazy world that we live in. So I just encourage you to, you know, really thinking about your why and your purpose in terms of being on these teams and having it go beyond just because you love dancing and performing, but just thinking about the opportunity that you have to touch someone and, you know, make that personal connection, something that's memorable, uh, conversations that enlighten someone help them learn about differences in people and being able to appreciate it in a different light. You guys can help bring communities together. So I wanted to take some time to mention that. So when I was thinking about, okay, what are some things that I would like to see change or knowing how 
there have been so many changes in our space and everybody's focused on leveling up game day entertainment and taking things to the next level. And I started to think, okay, well, what would I want to see um, moving forward? And I think from going to ProAction and the Choreography Pros convention this summer, I think I was just really inspired in seeing the choreographers work more. Like I said, I kind of walked around more, sat in on the different classes And there are just so many talented choreographers in our space, Uh, choreographers that you may not have heard of before or you may not have been able to dance with during your seasons. But I think I just would love to see teams working with different choreographers, just having a different opportunity for other people to shine and to share their gift because there are some very, very talented people that are choreographers that I think would have really great material for games. And so I'm hoping that, you know, when you think of pro cheer and dance, what the style is, I think, you know, you have certain moves and I would do them, but you all can't see. But I'm kind of like over it a little bit. You know, like there's just some of those moves, you know, where you snake up your leg and I won't even start mentioning them because you probably won't know. But just think about like the top five moves that you see in almost every pro routine. I think they're just some moves that we've seen enough. I would just love to see people really push the envelope with creativity in their choreography and for teams to just try different choreographers out. So it'll just stay interesting to look at, right? I mean, that's one of the goals that I'm hoping is that we'll see different choreographers on different teams and not the same old same when it comes to dance moves. I think I've seen it all and I'm kind of, like I said, over it. So I'm going to put that little wish out there into the universe that we just start to see a little bit more diversity in the choreography styles and the choreographers that teams are using. On that same note with going to the different conventions and hearing different conversations, both from like directors and different people on dance teams, I think it's really important for the game day entertainment front office management to kind of tap into our world a little bit more by either attending these conferences, having like check-ins with the dance team directors or something where there's just improved communication on the front office side. Because I think if they step into our world and it's not kind of in the context of planning, you know, game days during the season, but it's really, let me step into your world. Let me come to one of your practices. Let me go to one of your conventions. If they take that level of interest, then they will kind of appreciate the work that you guys do and it'll open up that pathway of communicating and really understanding some of the issues. There was one team at ProAction that ended up having somebody from their front office at one of the sessions. And from what I heard, it was just very impactful that they showed enough interest to come. And, you know, that exposure, I think, is priceless. They can take that information back and hearing the different concerns from people and their peers in the industry to be able to just have a better perspective of what it is that we're doing, what, you know, how hard we're working, and maybe they will view their role a little bit differently in supporting you guys. So that's one of my other, like, if I could just put it out there and hope for something different, that would be one of them, too. When I was going back and thinking of the different topics from the first season, Um, One of the things that I just want to acknowledge and appreciate that has changed over the past four years and that I hope continues to get better is just the overall improvement in diversity, I think, is just like light years from where we started in 2018. You know, I think both for NFL, NBA, other leagues, uh, whether they be professional or semi-pro dance teams, 
you're seeing just a variety of dancers. It's just so much more refreshing to see that level of diversity on teams. I think everybody's been stepping it up in the recruiting department. I think the fact that we've been able to go virtual has made a huge difference as well in terms of people getting in front of other teams in different areas. But it's a beautiful thing to see. It is one thing that I'm so happy about. You know, I haven't been able to complete another diversity survey, but I do know just from monitoring this space that it has gotten a lot better. It's just such a beautiful site. I mean, we have different hairstyles, hair types, you know, body types. We have different races. Like, we have just diversity in terms of sexual orientation. I'm blown away, and it's really different. Trust, it's so different than what it was in 2018. I think sometimes when you you know, just kind of chugging along, you may not really appreciate the progress that's been made. But, you know, with the episodes that we've had on the experience of black cheerleaders, of Asian cheerleaders, of just different cultural topics with the podcast, it's just been nice to think about how some of those issues are not necessarily eradicated. But I can say that we've had some improvement and it's actually very inspiring. I look forward to auditions because I know that it might be a nice variety that you end up seeing now versus in the past. You know, I've had some pretty amazing episodes this season um, in talking to Quentin, for example, the last episode, which was the hip hop hooray episode with different dancers. When I think of uh, some of the observations that Matt shared from the Warriors, that just made me think about, in terms of diversity, just the fact that our space is a lot more co-ed now. I thought that they made such profound observations in their interviews about just the level of respect that we have to share with each other or show each other. Because I think, you know, with men coming into this space, it has been controversial. I know that there's been a lot of different conflicting feelings from a lot of the female dancers who may have felt displaced. And, you know, you're kind of slapping a smile on and acting like everything's great and maybe had different feelings. But I do hope that over this, you know, past four years that it has been a welcoming environment, you know, speaking to all the male dancers out there, you know, it sounds like with great leadership, you know, you've had these teams that have been created, whether they be hip hop crews, or you've been integrated into an all female dance team. And I just hope that, you know, there's just this mutual respect that continues to be shown for the world that the male dancers are stepping into. And also, on the other hand, appreciation by the female dancers of the different perspective and diversity that male dancers bring to our space. I just think it has to be a very mutual respect in that relationship. And I think that that's present. It can be just such a very, very beautiful and exciting new development in our space to work together to respect the tradition that was established in a you know, traditionally all-female space. And the fact that it's been opened up and then made available to everyone, it's a very beautiful thing. And I just hope that over time, that mutual respect for one another continues to grow and build so that we can continue to learn from one another and grow. I can say that I have grown, my perspective has grown since 2018. Um, I initially had different feelings and concerns and everything, but just you know, having the humility to listen and to learn and to think about things objectively and see the good and the positive in a lot of these developments. I think it's just having respect for the hard work and the dedication and the drive to make their dreams come true. I think that's really when my light bulb went off for me. And I just hope that the light bulbs continue to go off for each other, right? Um, That there's enough respect for one another that kind of can serve as a foundation for that relationship over time, because we are in a different space now. And, 
you know, I think as long as that respect is there, it will continue to be a very, very good thing. It's been interesting watching this particular season, a lot of the NFL teams that are celebrating milestones in the histories of their programs, like the Raiders with their 60th year reunion celebration that they just had. You also have the Denver Broncos cheerleaders celebrating a milestone, the Arizona Cardinals cheerleaders as well. You even have the NFL Cheerleaders Alumni Association that has established a hall of fame for NFL cheerleaders. And, you know, I am you know, a stickler for tradition and just being able to appreciate your history and background. So I think that's something that I hope will continue. I hope even with these programs that have changed, that you still find a way to acknowledge and appreciate the length and history of the programs that existed prior to the program changing. I'll speak for like the Seattle Seahawks as an example, even though it is the Seahawks dancers now, when it's 50 years of the program, whether it's the Seahawks dancers or the Seagulls, I hope like hell, they'll still invite everybody back to be part of that celebration and to honor that tradition and legacy. Um, that's something that I hope in the future will continue. It breaks my heart to think of it not being able to continue because things have been destroyed or tossed to the side. Instagram's wiped, websites changed. Like That's a lot of history gone down the tubes, and y'all know how I feel about all that, but I'm just going to say in my last final words that I hope that people take a more comprehensive view of these programmatic changes and preserve the history because there will be a time where you'll want to look back on what it used to be and you'll want to celebrate that in some way and depending on how you scorch the earth (laughs) with the program you know it makes it a lot harder to try to pull that together but I've been so inspired looking at just that sisterhood that bond that people have that spans decades and being able to come together. I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders went completely all out for almost 500 freaking dancers. And I mean, just seeing that level of investment and appreciation and gratitude and respect for their traditional program is just something that gives me goosebumps. Like I was glued to my phone trying to watch all of the developments and just seeing how happy people were and proud to be a part of that. And I just hope that's something that continues and doesn't get lost along the way. What I'm also hoping is just that through those connections or through those reunions or maybe being involved in like the cheerleader alumni association, I don't know if the NBA has something similar, but you guys, we have like a dope community and not just the connection of having dance and cheerleading as your passion, but you guys have your your day jobs, right? You have these amazing careers And I just think I'd love to see in the future just a way for this to be like a professional networking circle as well, Um, not just around dance related opportunities. But if I want to find a realtor or, you know, somebody in my area who can recommend an accountant for a small business and, you know, there's people in our world that do those things. I mean, what a great connection and a basis to build that relationship. I think professional networking within our space of retired alumni, current cheerleaders and dancers in the pro space, like we should have our own LinkedIn. I'm just going to say it. Who knows? Maybe I'll be working towards that too in my off time now that I'm not producing episodes anymore, but it's just a lost opportunity because you guys have, like I said, amazing career backgrounds. And I think it would be great to be able to connect professionally. Maybe you all do it on LinkedIn. I'm kind of iffy on LinkedIn. I don't really love it. And I'm sure everybody has their profiles on LinkedIn updated to maybe mention the fact that they dance professionally. But if it was just a lot easier to find people from your world 
that you can relate to, that you would want to give your business to. I just think it's a wonderful way of collaborating and enhancing the connections that we have with each other. I don't know. That's my two cents on that. Because I also have like just been observing in our space over time, a lot of businesses that have been launched, um, great ideas from different people. And while I've seen a lot of support, I've tried to have as many people as I can on the podcast do an episode, like almost like an infomercial of what they're involved in. And I mean, I'm a cheerleader for everybody and wanted to support everybody. But I would love to see, you know, in the future, just people supporting one another, you know, and then having it be a reciprocated relationship, because I think sometimes, you know, what I've seen, and this is just observations, you know, there's a little competitiveness or hypersensitivity around like the IP or trademarks and using certain words in their business type, like, you know, just kind of, it's getting a little chippy out there. And I would like to see that there's space for everybody and hopefully more collaboration, more reciprocated gestures, like I'll share your posts, you share mine, like not just take, 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 or just not supporting and supporting loudly, right? Because I will say that, you know, with the podcast too, you know, not that I have really emphasized the business aspect of it at all, actually, which because there's just no time for me to do that. But, you know, it would be nice to see people and people have done it. I'm not saying it never happens, but seeing people, you know, share podcast episodes, you know, in their story or sharing reviews or doing all the rating stuff that makes podcasts grow and be able to attract sponsors and all of those things. And that's just something that I feel like I've been trying to vocalize and ask for but you know I think we just all have to support one another running a business or having a passion project or giving away a lot of advice for free or you know I've just seen a lot of amazing people who have been doing things for the betterment of our space and you know I just would like to see those people lifted up a little bit more and the level of like competitiveness and just kind of again just more of a spirit of collaboration and working together and lifting each other up, right? Not that it doesn't exist, but one of the things that I'm hoping to be able to focus more on with um, putting the podcast down in terms of episodes is just being able to treat it more like a business. And, you know, this is a very, very special audience of followers and um, listeners. And without having to slap ads all throughout the podcast episodes, there are ways that this could turn into something that I can treat more like a business instead of just kind of pouring my own personal money and time and energy into without much of a return, if that makes sense. I mean, I've had a blast, you know, traveling around and going to different things and paying to be a vendor or um, going to games and paying for tickets and whatever it might be. And thank you for everybody who's helped support those, the tours that I've gone on with giving me tickets or access to your teams. But, you know, it's been a significant personal investment and, A little goes a long way, I think, in kind of the way that you guys have shown me love, I guess, in return. And so to be able to come back to the podcast at some point or have it grow or take a different path in the future, I think showing that support will be very, very helpful. If you've enjoyed the podcast over the past four years and you've never hit the rating in the Apple podcast machine, (laughs) I forget how it even goes, you guys, whatever. But rate it, review it, follow it on YouTube do all that little social media stuff that goes a long way when it comes to the business aspect of it. I'm still wrapping my brain around it. And thank God I have an intern now that has 
is hipping me to all the things that I just haven't had a chance to, to delve into. But just an observation as the industry, this is called Industry Baby for a reason because it's just looking at the industry as a whole, what I would love to see happen in the future. I also want to just give a little bit of love, well, a lot of love to a lot of the directors that I've been able to meet over the past four years. I think your leadership has been very impactful in a lot of the changes that you've ushered through in our space. I just want to really sincerely thank every director who took this baby podcast seriously enough to to make time for, to give your time freely, to speak openly, to share your vision, and to share your leadership style. It's been so wonderful to be able to put that information out. I think it's almost like created this space of healthy competition where people can kind of see, well, this is how this team does it. Um, Gosh, they let them do that or they pay them that or look at the benefits that they're getting for their dancers. And I think all of that is hopefully helping us reach some of the objectives that having a union would have if we had had enough momentum to do that. I think if we just continuously like level up and everybody's trying to evolve their programs and get the most for their dancers as well as for their coaches, I think that's really how we keep moving that needle in the right direction. You know, I think that they're working so hard to, to do the best they can for their programs and, you know, they're hopefully compensated well enough, but, you know, they're also, I think, just like the dancers, probably dealing with being slightly underappreciated. And so I just encourage everybody to be on the same page with each other because we're all in this together. And I just want to say thank you really to the impactful directors and leaders that I have met in this space. I just think you have changed the game. I'm inspired by your leadership. I think for anyone who doesn't have this level of passion and dedication as the directors and coaches that we have today, then please pass the torch and give it to somebody who really wants to push for more. It's inspired me to keep going over these past few years, uh, just being able to meet you and have conversations and understand from your perspective um, what you're going through as well. Because there's always an opportunity to learn from one another and knowing that you're feeling heard. And I think that I've seen just how that connection spreads. Like you have college coaches that are going through similar struggles. You have teams internationally that have also gone through like the elimination of their programs or different pay issues and things like that so we're all connected and I just think if we're listening to one another and we're and we are sharing that vision out into the world it just has a ripple effect and I've seen it over the past few years I definitely have and so thank you for being visionaries thank you for sharing your stories through this podcast thank you for touching my world and allow me to be able to call you guys friends. It's been great to be able to pick your brains and vice versa. And I just have a lot of respect for you all. To all my dancers out there, (laughs) I freaking love you guys. I think you are such incredible athletes. Seeing you perform your hearts out at these dance conventions, like it's like an IV of adrenaline for me. It makes me miss dancing so much but I just feel so lucky to be able to watch you shine in all of your glory such proud moments and it's weird to call it pride but um, you represent yourself so well you represent your team so well it's just such a beautiful sight for me and being able to travel over these past few years to go to games to watch you in action as well has just been I don't know I, I get all in the feels over it because I look up to you in that kind of a way and 
what you're doing is important and being able to see you and be able to talk about what you were doing and be excited and show that excitement with everybody. It's been kind of like the lifeline for this podcast to be able to really indulge in what we actually do, which is dance. And I just want to thank you for inviting me to your games and extending your friendship to me over the years. I think of so many people that again, to be able to call friends is just so, okay, now I'm getting mushy, but, um, I never thought that I would make friends through the podcast. I, I just wasn't anticipating that and being able to be part of your journeys and rooting for you with different tryouts and auditions and seeing you change teams and make huge life moves and seeing people retire and have children. And, and I'm just sitting here like bursting with pride for the growth and the journey over these past few years, because I've just been able to reflect on it from a different capacity, you know, being five years removed from being on a team, but watching you guys all make your dreams come true in different areas of your lives has just been so rewarding in some weird way. Like I, I have nothing to do with it, but I just, I'm really happy for you. I'm, I love seeing you guys reach your fullest potential and make your dreams come true. It feeds my spirit and I hope to continue to travel. I have like a whole little wish list that I do want to share because I am going to be making plans soon of my cities that I'm coming to. So hold please while I flip to my page. It's a good distraction, so I'm not crying here, but I'm, I can't wait. So for the 2022 slash 23 Pro Cheerleading Podcast Tour that is still going to be happening, I am going to check out the Baltimore Ravens cheerleaders. I can't wait. I'm hoping to get to New Orleans to see the Saints and the Pelicans. And of course, these are trying to like collapse a football game and a basketball game in one weekend. But, you know, there's a lot of scheduling involved in trying to make it all work. But I'm just giving you my my wish list. I have to go back and see the Raiderettes again. I'm coming to Chicago. I have to see the Lovables and the 312 crew. I just have to hopefully find a game where they're both performing and make it happen. I want to go to Oklahoma City for the first time. So... That's happening. I want to, now I'm thinking Instagram handles, but I want to go to the workshop in Oklahoma City to see these women that have been supporters of the podcast for such a long time. Shout out to y'all. I just want to come and observe the beautiful environment that you've created there with your workshops and then obviously going to see the Thunder game. That's happening. I would love to get to Charlotte. I want to see the Panthers and I want to also get to Denver. That's definitely happy. I think, okay, this list is hella long. We'll see how it happens, but I want to see the Denver Nuggets dancers. I was blown away by them at the Choreography Pros convention, so I'm a fan, and I want to see them, as well as the Detroit Pistons. I want to go out, and I want to learn the shuffle ahead of time so that I can hang, but I can't wait to go to a game to see them, and then Brooklyn Nets is a must. Golden State Warriors dance team is a must. I also want to go see the Sacramento Kings because from what I saw at ProAction, the talent's through the roof. So I'm excited to see them. And also Miami. Miami's happening. That's long overdue. There's no excuse for it. So hopefully I will get to see the Miami Heat dancers as well as the Dolphins. That's a lot of travel, but where there's a will, there's a way. And finally, the New York Knicks. I want to see what the New York Knicks city dancers become. And I will hopefully be able to bridge that over a weekend that I see the Brooklyn Nets dancers. I want to see Team Height perform. They're so freaking talented. So that's a lot of travel. I'm a busy little bee. 
since the Rona got me, I mean, I definitely feel like hopefully it will never, ever happen again. But I've traveled a lot over the past four years, thankfully, safely, and nothing excites me more than being able to go to a game and to watch you guys in action. So in terms of next steps of what you can expect to see, you will see my behind at some games for sure. Even though the podcast episodes will no longer be happening, I will be going live on Instagram on Wednesdays. I won't commit to every single Wednesday, but I will be posting about topics and jumping on whenever the heck I feel like it, frankly, just depending on what's going on. Um, Just staying close to what issues you guys care about, what you want to hear about, still monitoring the space. So definitely active over social media and sharing content from my travels and having guests via social media. I think there's a lot of people on social media or who follow me on social media that think that when I go live, like that's the actual podcast episode. Um, (laughs) It's almost like I had two podcasts going on at the same time, going live on Instagram and then the actual interviews. And I think that's probably why, you know, things have had to take a shift. So I will have guests that I want to talk to and meet and we'll probably just do it over Instagram live so that you guys can see us and just a different format of sharing content. So I'm not going anywhere, kind of, but the recording episodes, editing them, scheduling interviews, having a season, that is all being retired as of this Industry Baby episode. So I thank you for inspiring me over the years to do this. It was definitely a shift from having it be a conversation with my best friend to talking to myself with a mic. Um, But you guys have been such great supporters. Again, you've touched me in ways that you probably can't even imagine. I'm thankful for your support, your downloads, your likes, your follows, like all the interaction. I try to respond to everything that I can. And it's just been really great getting to know and follow you guys in this manner over the past four years. How many times have I said four years in this episode? I do not know. But I think I just, like I said, met the most wonderful people and I'm just hopeful to keep meeting you as I travel to see you. It's so nice to finally meet people that I've actually had on the podcast um, for the first time in person. So I will be also just diligently working on something that I've been actually involved in for a couple years now that I'm hoping will change the pro chair and dance space for the better. I mean, I'm very, very passionate about it, very close to what we've been working towards, and I can't wait to share more with you. But having the bandwidth um, and time to be able to fully devote to that is going to be key. So I will be very, very busy, but not far away. I just thank you again for all of your support, and I will see you on Instagram Live and everybody who follows on YouTube as well. Um, I kind of do it both ways. Hopefully I stare at both um, devices enough, <laughs> enough for you to be engaged on YouTube. But I enjoy going live with you with my rosé on Wednesdays. And that's what you can look forward to. As well as some other exciting things that are in the works. Thanks to my lovely intern, Kayla. So with that, you guys, I'm signing off for my final episode of the Pro Chilling Podcast. I love you. And I thank you so much for all of your support. Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines.